Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us for the podcast To The Mat, the wrestling real talk where we talk about today's wrestling and what is happening in that world of wrestling. So come along for the ride and we thank you for joining us. I'm your host Leroy and thanks for tuning in this week. And remember you can catch us every Sunday, like always, on Sunday, no particular time, but we'll be out before the day's done. And thank you. Of course, for all the support you have given us thus far and all the continued support. We much appreciate it trying to make this show a hit. So thank you for all that. So what will we be covering today? Going to talk about Revolution, the pay-per-view from uh, AEW and Roxanne Perez, the Nexus champion FTR. Vince is back. Some other people may be back or not. And too much blood in AEW, so we will be talking about those topics today. So, if you missed Nexus this week, Rock, Roxanne Perez, um, I keep mixing her up with Ra- Ra- Raquel Rodriguez, but Roxanne Perez, she versus Miko, the um, lady from Japan, the legend. Um, she was uh, actually. In the match with her. And then after the match, when Miko, she won, of course, Roxanne Perez. She won. And then afterwards, she, Miko was holding up her hand and she, quote unquote, or, yes, collapsed in the middle of the ring after everything that has happened. Uh, collapsed in the ring after successfully defeating her, t- defending her title against Miko. I'm not going to even try to do the last name. Catch WDBE action on Peacock. So if you want to see it, it is on the Peacock. On the cock. So if you're interested in checking out, I'm pretty sure they have a replay of it. But um, So it's Roxanne Perez. I seriously was calling her Raquel because I mixed her up with the other girl. That is actually on the main roster now, so that was pretty bad. So it's Roxanne Perez. Wait a minute. What is happening here? So WWE. I put WEE. I don't know what company that is. So it's Roxanne Perez. I have a Wikipedia here. This is American professional wrestling sign with WWE somewhere in the performance. Anyway, so as you saw, if you did see her quote unquote collapse in the ring, people gasping and people checking it out and being like, oh my God, what happened? Listen, it's a work. <laughs> it's definitely a work. Um, I know our, our good buddy there, which I wish he would do more of this and stay off a of commentary book, book a T five times champion over there, five times worst announcer voted by the wrestling observer there. So current Nexus champion Roxanne Perez condition is currently unknown. <gasps> it's unknown cause it's fake, but the WWE universe universe is collectively crossing their fingers after a grueling 
an unadulterate and successful title defense against Miko in the main event of Nexus Roadblock last night on the... Well, it wasn't last night, but this thing. I found it quite funny because, number one, it, it looked fake because, one, why is Shawn Michaels putting the oxygen mask on her? That's far and foremost. Um, number two... Uh, if you see the referees collectively run in before security, before the actual medical people. And also, if you know a little something about medical, they would never transfer someone onto a board like that. Just look at it. And Booger T, much better actor than he is commentator, that's for sure. So I give him credit for being a great actor and not commentator. He threw off his headset and they made sure they kept the headset on so you could hear it. Dramatically bounce against the floor. So now, everybody's like, is it fake? Is it real? Blah, blah, blah. And if you notice, when she was going out, all of a sudden, Shawn Michael was the one to replace the actual oxygen mask back on her as they were wheeling her out. And they kind of fell off to the side. Um, which is pretty funny, if you think about it. Anyway, are we noticing a pattern with Nexus? Because, as we all know... Triple H is not booking Nexus anymore. That is Shawn Michaels. The uh, old man there with the receding hairline. Shawn receding hairline. Michaels there. I never liked the guy. I don't think anybody really does. But anyway. If you notice something very interesting. Since Shawn Michaels has taken over the helm of the ship. And pretty much been the man behind everything that's happening in the company. Notice one thing. Shawn Michaels' storylines played out in modern day. Think about it. First, we had the two tag team partners. Gigi Dolan and the other chick. I forgot her name. Anyway, we had them. And they did dramatic. Yes, we're still together. We're still friends. And then the kick to the side of the head. And, you know threw into the ropes and the whole nine and to the set of the interview and blah 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 and she shows herself across social media with the scars on her face from the tragedy that her partner her former partner did Shawn Michaels booking when he kicked Sean shouting um Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window it's a Shawn Michael book I think he just literally sits there in his house or his office or whatever the hell he does. And he just sits there and he just literally watches his own match back and recycles all the old um, bits and match dramatics and all that. Just to entertain himself or just because he's talentless and is a shithead as a bilker. Which, either or. Honestly, I know I pick on Burger T a lot, but guess what? Maybe we could just have Booger T do it from now on. And this way, Sean doesn't have to recycle his things. Or maybe we could have a collaboration. And then Sean and Book could sit there and just redo all their old matches. At least there'll be a little bit of a change-up. Because then, what do we have? We had the Sean Michaels collapse this week. That's why I started off saying, is it real or is it fake? It's fake. They played you. And you took on it. Or you bought it hook, line, and sinker. Look back at all, all Shawn Michaels' old angles because we're about to see all of them play out 
on Nexus each and every week because the man has no talent on how to book shit. I know Jim Cornette and Brian Lass like to complain about Tony Khan's booking. Not saying it's good. I know some of that shit is recycled as well. But guess what? Tony Khan never wrestled and he's not recycling his own damn matches because he has nothing else better to do or knows what to do. So he just replays his old storylines out in front of you. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm watching Nexus with a whole new um, mindset and a whole new eye as I sit there and try to see which is Shawn Michaels' booking there. So maybe Booker T can sit down with him and say, listen, Sean, can you do me a, a, a favor? Can you just turn around and, and do one of my, maybe we could have, you know what? I got it. Next week, Braun Breaker and whoever they want him to feud with has a fight in a grocery store. And Braun Breaker drinks a beer and feeds the unnamed opponent milk and then tosses him to. We could just play Booger T's old things. At least the, the grocery store is kind of funny and interesting. So at least we got a little something there. That would be better than what the hell they're giving us right now. Because it's actually pretty scary that he's just recycling his old shit. And his old crappy matches just to entertain himself. Because it's just like he has nothing else better to do. Like, ow, sorry about that. Just hit the table there. So, we have... Shawn Michaels is sitting there, nothing better to do, don't know how to book for shit. And he sits there, and notice how, I know Triple H showed his face every now and then, when he was, um, you know, he was the person for Nexus or whatever. But honestly, <laughs> Shawn makes sure he gets himself in there a hell of a lot more. Not just saying I'm a huge Triple H fan or anything like that, because I'm not, but shit. Shawn Michaels makes sure he gets his ass up there and out there pretty much damn on a regular basis. Because he's a fucking glory hound. I mean, how many people did he screw over in the wrestling business? And how many people that he did shit to and then went, Oh, wait a minute, I'm a born-again Christian. Christian, Forgive me for all my sins, I'm a good boy now. No, you're an asshole. If you, if you find it and you look really into it and you know some people personally who have become born-again Christians... If you really look at it, these are probably the worst people because they're repenting for all the asshole things they did throughout their life. And now they figured, oh shit, I'm going to die soon or I'm going to die and I just need to repent and I just need to say, come clean. So, you know, God will let me in. That's all it is, people. Realize it and check it out. Because that's what good old Shawn Michaels there is doing. That's all he's doing. He's just making sure that he gets himself over. And puts his face out there because he wants to be seen on national TV. TV and make sure, you know, he does his stuff. Now, the other WWE interest story is good old Vince. Good old Vinnie Mac was there again. He showed his face again in the back, but don't worry, he was just there to 
say hello to good old John Cena, his good friend. That's the only reason he was there, people. Because did just say hi to good old Sean, uh, to good old Sean, to good old John Cena, who happened to be in the back there to say hi. Which was pretty funny. And I don't know if you guys seen, but he was actually also, I think it was, um, uh, QT Marshall's, uh, the, uh, the Nightmare Factory or whatever the hell you call it over in AEW. He was there with some of those people. I mean, that'd be wrong. It's cool that he's, you know, spreading himself out there, letting himself go out there, not saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a WWE guy. I can only come to WWE events. You know, he's putting himself out there, letting everybody see him, letting everybody know, you know, he's here, he's doing his thing, and the whole nine, and that's cool. I like it. Not a big Gian Cena fan, but I like that. So, Vincent Mann was supposedly with a mustache and looking quite um, Hitlerist. Hitlerist. Would you say? How would you say? But anyway. I know everybody's saying some of the ones that are online, some of the pictures of Vince are fake, but he had a little tiny mustache. I'm, it wasn't quite Hitler. Like I'm just, I'm just exaggerating. I'm doing the wrestling exaggeration, so you can get the point of the situation. Exaggerating for the situation. So I'm making sure everybody know that. I'm not literally saying the man was standing there, and, you know. Had his little, uh, what do you call it? His little Hitler mustache or anything like that. I'm exaggerating that. Anyway, because actually no one really knows what the damn mustache looked like. But anyway, so there we have it. The NXT Shawn Michaels storylines. So it's going to be fun to see what storyline he digs up next week. Anyway, and then um, of course Vince in the back. So we'll move on from WWE now. AEW Revolution. What do I have to say about that? Blood. 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 And more blood. I don't get it. It's like... I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, why... <laughs> did you have to have... So many matches with blood. And of course, with um the whole match with Max and Daniel Bryan. You know, I I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out because I, I'm just I don't know. It is just weird. Cause like I, I don't I just I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say about it. Is why did we have so much freaking blood? I just don't get it. It's like come on, there was no need for all that. I just don't get it. Double and nothing's the next one coming up. Hopefully they learned. And they realize what the hell they did with this because this was just. You had the first, you had John Moxley, the guy that bleeds by looking at him, blades himself blatantly in front of everyone. 
it's just, I don't know. It's just really, really sad. Like, you look at him and he cuts and bleeds and is bleeding all over the place and falling all over the place. And then you have another match and another match with blood. It's just ridiculous. Blood means shit. You used to sit there, you used to see it every once in a while, and you, oh my god, they fought so hard. They just busted everybody open. And now, I'm telling you, if that was just placated, and I understand it's a death match or whatever. There was no need for a freaking death match. You could have had a different type of match and left everything up to MJF and Daniel. Because that would look a hell of a lot better because it's an Iron Man match. And not only that, why did we not get anything leading up to the Iron Match? Why didn't we get a match between the two of them? You know, a, a knockdown, drag down type fight that it was a double DQ or, you know, Max did whatever and Daniel was robbed and blah, blah, blah. And now we must. We cannot live without having a... You know, what do you call that? Um, Iron Man match. A 60-minute Iron Man match. An hour-long Iron Man match. This is way better booking. I mean, like I always say, if you're a... What you call it? If you're a AEW fan and a door WWE fan, you got... Like I said, if they could figure out some way of combining the two, it would be wonderful. Because you have the two of them there, and you go to WWE, talk, 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 a little bit of wrestling. I know I've said this before. And then, talk, 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 a little bit of wrestling. You go to AEW, you have wrestling, wrestling, talk, wrestling, wrestling, talk, or talk, wrestling, 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 talk, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. If they could find a good, nice medium between the two and, you know, borrow from each other and figure the shit out. Would be wonderful. So that for starters. If you like wrestling, yes, there's a lot of green guys. There's a lot of noobs over in AEW. And they don't know how to do it like some of the more seasoned people. And it shows. When they put them next to somebody good, though, they look pretty damn good. Now, Jungle Boy did his thing with Christian. He looked good. Christian hold him, knew, told him what to do, played everything. It looked good because Christian, Christian was in the match. That was the only reason it looked good, to be honest. We all know. The, um, what you call it, match. This whole tag team shit. It, it, it was ridiculous. But the only thing that I'm thankful for. That it was there before we start talking about the MJF and Daniel Bryan. But the only thing. If it was only there to bring out FTR. And get the hugest damn pop we've heard in a long ass time. Then I'll live with it. I'll live with that being... That type of weird shitty match with all these different tag teams fighting each other and shit. And Sanjay Dutt looking like an extra from Aladdin. And Satnam Singh looking like his uh, 
the giant and the sidekick from Aladdin. That's basically what the hell they look like. It was just weird. <laughs> there, there was no point. It, it was like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why. What was the point? What was the reason behind him coming out dressed like that? It was just completely and utterly weird. You know? It was just so bizarre. Just completely odd and awkward to see. It made no sense with them two dressing. But anyway. If the only thing was there to bring out FTR. And of course FTR came out. And we had more blood. I'm pretty sure it was by accident when um, Dax got his face cut. Or whatever. He went a little too hard after the guns. So And hopefully hopefully they're going to have FTR go over the guns. So we can finally see the guns kind of fade into the to the background or something. Because holy shit. I mean... I know they're 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 new at this. I don't know why they put a title on somebody that's so new at this. They put the title. I I feel like he's put the title on Acclaim, which are pretty damn good wrestlers, even though they're young and green. They're pretty good wrestlers for the most part. So that made kind of a lot of sense to put the belts on Acclaim, and he had so much momentum with the Acclaim holding the belts. I don't know why the hell it was taken off of them. It just doesn't make sense to me, people. It really doesn't. It's like, why would you take the belt off of him, off of them? As you've got so much momentum, so many people behind them, so many people buying t-shirts and loving them, and you just drop the belts to freaking guns. And the guns aren't bad. They're Billy Guns kids. Billy is a damn good worker. He's got a lot of great personality. He's a damn good worker. I'm sure as hell happy. That he got away from freaking WWE because he was just kind of like treading the waters there, not doing anything. At least he's on TV. The man can still go. The man's in magnificent shape. Still a great worker. This is where he needs to be in front of people, showing what the freak he could do. So hopefully, hopefully, they have him more do do more stuff like this. Honestly. I love to see him do more and more stuff like this because he. This is what he needs to be doing, Billy Gunn. Anyway, so if that was only to get FTR back into the fold, and I don't know, they're teasing that it's not them completely black back that their contracts till April, and they just came back because they were blah blah blah. They played us before with this whole look, the WWE con um, paper in the background and. We don't know what we really want to do and all this other shit. So hopefully, I mean, if it's another work, it's going to suck. Especially if they go to WWE. And I hope they're not going to play like, oh, we're the guys from WWE. And, you know, there's like Roby Soho and Tony. I don't know why the fuck they turn Ruby on with so with um Tony Storm and Soraya. It, it just don't make fucking sense. I don't know why. Leave her the hell out of this shit. And Willow Nightingale got beat up. Willow Nightingale is great, man. Even though she's a young talent, she's good. I like her. Cheers to Willow. But FTR hopefully is back. Now, if we could get the other news of the next big person back. CM Punk. And you hear that? Like Mussolini. Song coming through the speakers. And the people rejoice because the savior... Is here. Good old CM Punk. 
If that could happen, that'd be wonderful. So there's only one comeback I'm waiting for. I'd like to see Rusev back too. I don't think he got a fair shake at everything, and he'd be pretty good if he came back. And I just got a decent run at it. I think he'd be great. So those two people, I'm I'm looking forward seeing Punk a hell of a lot more than Rusev. But you know, and everybody talk about Kenny and the Bucks going to WWE with Cody. Whatever, go. I think the company would flourish and be a hell of a lot better without them. And also, I noticed that they're kind of playing with the idea of Lucha Brothers being with, um, what's his name, Briscoe. Um, maybe he's going to support them in getting the belt. I'd be cool with them being in Ring of Honor and having that belt. I'd be perfectly cool because the two teams I like the most, Lucha Brothers and FTR, two completely different transition styles. But those two teams being number one in there. In my book, perfect. Perfect. I would love it. So, now, that brings us to MJF and Daniel Bryan. Now, a lot of people talk about how you tell a story in a match and how you bring stuff together. And MJF is honestly like years ahead of himself as far as his wrestling mental capabilities or in or or knowledge or whatever you want to call it compared to his age way ahead of himself amazing heel plays it up always plays the heel never backs down from playing the heel part i love that he's 24 7 what what did um our truth said 24 7 7 11 uh, night and day champion MJF is himself His character His asshole character 24-7, 7 days a week It's beautiful I want more of that This whole backstage shit Show, reality show shit First of all, I hate freaking reality shows So get rid of them All started by you know who But get rid of all these re- Back behind the stage reality show shit. Let us go back to thinking wrestling and making believe like wrestling. It's fake. We know it. But we don't have to have it thrown in our face. Start with this shit. Let the backstage be like a mystery for everyone and no one knows what's happening. Let it go like that. We don't need to know all the shit that's happening in the back and all this and that and blah, blah, blah. We don't need to know that shit. Leave it where it is. Let us embrace the characters that they're playing on TV. Not all this behind-the-scenes shit where people are feuding with each other and they're happy and they're talking. Don't stop pulling the curtain away from us at this business, please. It it, it hurts me to see this shit. I don't want to see it. And I won't watch. I may watch this one show to see just what it's like. But it hurts me that they're doing shit like this. I really don't want them to do anything like this. It really, really bothers me. But... Anyway, beautiful match. I mean, the blood had purpose here. Um, everything had a purpose in this match. It was a well thought out match. They fought hard. It was, you know, three up to two and back and forth. And of course, we had to have the heel use something, the oxygen tank, to get over on Daniel Bryan. And 
I'm I'm okay with that, but he also got the other round by the nut shot. And they would have just one did one or the other and have him win clean the other ones. I'd be better with that aspect of it. That's the only aspect I have any kind of complaint about that match at all. It was beautiful match. And then everybody's bitching that MJF was playing CM Punk in the back at the media scrum. He was using the pickles, which I thought was hilarious. But um, I have no problem with him playing. He did the catchphrase of the man. Thank you, fuck you, bye. Beautiful. And Jim gave him his blessing to use it. But that was beautiful. Everything was well thought out here. Everything was well done. The media scrum hopefully <coughs> is leading to CM Punk's return. <coughs> Sorry about that. <coughs> Still a little bit under the weather here. I got better and then I got sick again. Anyway. So hopefully this is leading to CM Punk's triumphant return. That's why he's playing all this stuff up. And playing the CM Punk. Everybody says it's too much of him playing like CM Punk. It's stupid. No, it's not. I like it. I like it a lot. The whole aspect of the thing. The pickles instead of the things. You want to hold my pickle. You want to... You get the metaphors. Anyway. That was the best match of the entire pay-per-view. Worth it. Seeing and staying there just for that match. So you could see that. So definitely, definitely. If you haven't seen it, watch the replay, man. It's a freaking cool match. Or if you just want to go on YouTube and just do Daniel Bryan versus MJF. And then Daniel Bryan teasing the whole retirement. I really don't think he's retiring, but anyway. So, there you have it, people, last week. Call of action, people. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help the podcast. And you can find us where you find your favorite podcast. Anchor, Spotify, Google Pod. And all the other places you find your podcast. So, I am your host, Leroy. And thank you so much for watching. And thanks for joining us. And thanks every week you join us. And like always, have a wonderful, wonderful, prosperous week, my friends. Thank you.